Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. The evenings were milder now in Wakefield. Aunt Mary and her old friend Lefty Larkin had reverted to their favorite custom of sitting on the front porch after supper. Dusk had always been Lefty's favorite time of day, and Aunt Mary shared his delight in the cool, changing shadows, the quiet of the countryside as it settled down for the night, with nothing to break the silence but the crickets singing in the hedges, the faint low sound of the frogs coming from the river. And finally, off in the distance, a train whistle, the music Lefty loved best of all. Oh, gosh, Aunt Mary. Do you realize it's been all about seven months since you and I sat out here and heard the 7.15 go by? Hmm. So it is. Sure. Seven months. <laughs> doesn't seem that long, does it? In a way, it doesn't. But in another way, it feels even longer to me. So much has happened. Yes, Lefty, a great deal. And most of it has been good. Mm-hmm. Especially Peggy's wedding. Mm-hmm. But a lot more has happened. Randy settled down as a civilian again. Yeah? Dell and I buried the hatchet? And Lily came down here to Wakefield and got the supper club started. And you found Mario Descari and got him to come home to his wife. And David went down to Florida and brought Kit back here. Yeah. And uh, Peggy and Bill were married. <laughs> That's where you started, Lefty. <laughs> That's where I always start and where I always wind up. Thinking about Peggy? Yep. Ah, gosh, it's nice to sit here and see the light shining down on that little house there. <laughs> oh, Peggy's there, safe and happy. Indeed it is. I love to see light shining through a cottage window. It's always so comforting. Yeah. Especially to a lonely guy tramping along a road with no place to go. You imagine the people inside all cozy and warm. And if you're hungry, which you usually are, you, you think of the supper cooking on the stove and the family gathering around. Mm. I can remember plenty of times when I came within an ace of knocking on some stranger's door and asking for a handout. Lefty, I'm so glad that kind of life is all in the past for you. So am I, Aunt Mary. Well, of course, I was a lot younger then. I could take it better. <laughs> At least I thought I could. Just the same. It took me quite a while to get rid of that lean, hungry look you had when you first came here. <laughs> I nearly ate you out of house and home <laughs> that first year. It was a pleasure to see you getting your strength back. My, how you blossomed out. I've always thought your interest in Peggy had a lot to do with it. She wasn't much more than a baby then. But you were devoted to that youngster from the minute you first laid eyes on her. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I used to feel like an awkward hulk around her. I was all elbows and knees. And, of course, the harder you tried to be careful, the more likely you were to knock something over. I've <laughs> <laughs> never been noted for my grace, anyway. Never mind, Lefty. Gracefulness is hardly the most important virtue in a man. You have others which matter a great deal more. <laughs> Virtues? Me? Lefty, you're a modest man, but you're not that retiring. You know very well you have plenty of reason to be proud of yourself. And, Mary, you're a very tolerant woman, if you can see any virtues in me. But since you do, well, I, I know you wouldn't say so unless you believed it. And I guess that's reason enough for me to be proud of myself. Hey, you know something, Aunt Mary? What? Well, everyone knows you're an honest person. They believe what you say. And I was just thinking that knowing you tell the truth when you say something nice about a fellow, he knows it ain't just flattery. Seems to me we'd have a much better world if everyone told the truth, Lefty. Not only individuals, but nations as well. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, but 
what would happen to the diplomats if they couldn't talk in circles? <laughs> if they tried the other way, they might find out a straight line is more than just the shortest distance between points. It may be the shortest road to mutual trust. Yeah, yeah, I guess you... I say, the light down at Peggy's is out. So it is. Maybe the youngsters are going into a movie. Oh, darn it all. I haven't seen the kid all day. She was over this afternoon, but you drove over to Stanton. Too bad you missed her. Uh, how was she? Hello, you two. Oh, hello, hello dear. Come on, join the circle. Sit in the hammock. I certainly will. Yeah, we were just talking about you, thinking back over the many blessings his family's had during the past year. Here, honey. Sit down. Oh, thanks, Lefty. Mm. Lefty, it's time to get out the oil can again. Yeah, I guess I'll have to. <laughs> Lefty loves that squeak. He says it conjures up wonderful memories of sitting out here on the porch in the summertime. Well, I suppose we oughtn't to spoil these simple pleasures, especially such a harmless one. Ah, gee, I'm glad you came up, honey. When we heard the car drive off, we figured you kids had gone to a picture. That was Bill, poor dear. He had some late work at the bank. So, I thought I'd come up and see my family for a change. We're glad you did. In fact, Lefty and I were just talking about you. You were? Mm-hmm. Were you telling Lefty that I was being a problem again? A problem? What do you mean, dear? You know, this afternoon, the way I fought with Randy generally disgraced myself. No, Aunt Mary hadn't said anything to me about it. <laughs> I'll bet it was sure some serious rot. As a matter of fact, it was. And furthermore, I'm afraid I was wrong. Uh, how come? Well, whatever I may think personally, I have no right butting into Randy's affairs, even if I mean it for his own good. Aunt Mary made that very plain to me. Just the same, I do think what I said is true. Well, what was it all about? Randy and I got into an argument about Kit Calvert. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. Randy got awfully mad at me. By the way, Aunt Mary, where is Randy tonight? He's in his room, dear, reading. There. You see? He's been staying home like this for weeks. He hasn't had a date since he's been going over to see Kit all the time. What's Randy staying at home got to do with Kit's being at the sanitarium? I'm afraid I don't follow you, honey. Well, it seems to me he never dates anymore. He's too much wrapped up in Kit to think of any other girl. Ah. I know it sounds far-fetched. That's the way it seems to me. I'm afraid you're right, dear. It is far-fetched. It just happens that Randy's concentrating on this new business venture he's been talking about. I was in there a while ago, and he was filling whole pages with figures, jotting down ideas and so forth. Well, maybe. Peggy, you don't really think Randy's... Well, serious about Kit, do you? Yes, I do. Yeah, I can't see Randy falling for that girl. Not seriously. Seems to me Peggy's making an awful lot over it. As I told you this afternoon, child, Randy's concerned about Kit, yes. He wants to help her just as much as he can. I think it's not as detached, not as impersonal as that. Well, I don't believe that's for us to judge. That's up to Randy. Uh, what does he say? Well, his intimations are that his feelings are just friendly. But that's just it. It's mostly intimation. You don't think he's in love with her? No. And he gets across the idea that he isn't, but... Well, what more do you want, honey? Randy's old enough to know his own mind by now. That's just the trouble, though. I'm not sure he is. Not where Kit's concerned. He's terribly clever about getting a man into such a state of mind that he thinks he's in love with her. I know. I think you can give Randy a little more credit than that as far as knowing his own feelings is concerned, his own mind. Well, I mean, 
She gets them so confused they don't even know what they do feel at the time. Hmm. Doesn't what you're saying sound a little mixed up? Even to you? Oh, I suppose it does. Why don't you stop letting your personal feelings color your judgment, dear? Uh, sure, honey. You're seeing hobgoblins where maybe there aren't any. Why, Randy wouldn't be such a dope. You see, Lefty, what with Kit's coming up for sentence tomorrow, Randy has been going over more often than he used to. He knew she was naturally frightened about going to prison. And he's wanted to give as much time and reassurance to her as he could. I think Peggy misunderstood his motives. Isn't that so, dear? Perhaps, Aunt Mary. Yes, I suppose that's what happened. <laughs> I'll try to be sensible from now on. After all, everybody else can't be wrong and just me be right. Overcome by the logic of her aunt's argument and Lefty's tendency to agree, Peggy was trying to see their point of view. And yet she wasn't entirely convinced. And if she'd only known it, Randy's cousin was not too far from the truth. For Aunt Mary herself had no idea of the promise her son had made to Kit Calvert that very afternoon. A promise that he would wait, that he would make no commitments in his life until Kit came out of prison. <laughs> 